Welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on the Thought Leader Podcast, we search the world for interesting and fascinating and sometimes remarkably smart guests who are going to challenge the way you think, they're going to inform you of things that you may not have thought about, and they're going to ignite your imagination as we discuss all sorts of topics. All right, without further ado. Okay, nice to chat with you, Michael. I want to just right off the bat talk about reputation and presence online and so on. You've you've done so many projects. You know, you've got you've got a great thing built up. I'd love to ask you what you've done to kind of trip into this career or kind of uh, fall down this path. Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks, Kent, for having me. Yeah, so I think it really depends on on the passion. And uh, basically, I started with the job of uh, web developer, uh, like probably 10 years ago. And uh, gradually, I moved uh, to the data science and uh, natural language processing. In this field, basically, I worked, I guess, for more than five years now. Uh, And during this time, uh, we created uh, within the company a lot of interesting projects uh, for different fields really uh, by interesting i mean really interesting projects uh, like uh, simulation of uh, neural networks on optical computing this is kind of uh, technology uh, for usage of silicon power to uh, silicon less uh, cpu power to optimize language models and uh, we also worked a lot with uh, natural language processing uh, for large-scale data analysis. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can ask more detailed questions if you would like to. So before I, today, I'm representing kind of both sides of of the spectrum here, both the branding and the sort of business concepts. But I really want to get a feeling for, I guess, your current your current company and what you're what you're doing because it's it's a fascinating um sort of piece in the chain of of where things are going so the tagline of your site tappywriter.com says better writing through ai and the the deeper the deeper one dives into the site the more fascinating it becomes that this ai used as a tool in tandem with human beings can be extremely valuable so where where is ai going where is content writing going in the coming 10 20 years mm-hmm. uh, oh so so basically I, I think it's not a great idea to to have any projections for 10 years because uh, it develops so rapidly and we have so many changes uh, coming each month uh, from different uh, providers uh, of uh, scientific uh, uh, research in this field. So I can't even imagine what we will have in 10 years. But in in five years, uh, I'm pretty sure that about 95% of uh, manual work in copywriting field will be replaced and uh, almost fully automated by machines. And uh, this is 
not just uh, an assumption. This is kind of uh, vision based on what what we currently have in our product. Because when a human thinking about some topic, you always limited with some scope of thinking. We have kind of limited abilities to understand things, and uh, language models they uh, they have much more power and they have much more, let's say, abilities uh, to see the things from different perspectives. And you can change those perspectives uh, uh, really, really fast. And this is a kind of, uh, I can provide you with uh, an analogy. So uh, imagine you have a bicycle and then you, you just changing it to, to something more powerful like motorcycle. I think the same thing is happening with copywriting. Now we have uh, a lot of different tools uh, for automation, and uh, this is kind of filling the industry and moving it, it into the automation uh, rapidly. Yeah, I, so that's a great. I mean, the, I'm not a big fan of those um, bicycles that have the motors, but I get that sort of exponential change. We're right in the middle of it. Then, if I if I turn my hat around backwards and ask you about um, a little bit of branding. Let me just kind of go direct with you. So I'm presuming you grew up in the Ukraine and now you're in the US. What's that story of technology and countries and international world and, and all of that? So basically, currently I'm in the state of transition to the United States and uh, probably I will be there in a year or so. It depends on uh, visas uh, and a lot of different things. But uh, yeah, I worked in uh, Palo Alto for some period of time. And uh, yeah, I, I think in Ukraine, we have a lot of uh, talented uh, developers uh, in artificial intelligence fields. A lot of uh, great uh, companies like Grammarly, uh, the leading software for uh, grammar correction. Uh, I think we have amazing potential and uh, we moving rapidly uh, from just outsourcing companies which are just providing services for, let, let's say, biggest companies uh, in the United States as well. And we will see uh, the transition to the products and uh, a lot of startups in different fields like computer vision, natural language processing as well. And definitely in the United States, everything is getting faster and we have so, so many different companies uh, working together in synergy and uh, this synergy is available only because the community, which is uh, rapidly evolving. And in Palo Alto, you have access to such great companies with almost infinite possibilities for research uh, knowledge exchange. So, right. Yeah. And so all of that makes a whole lot of sense. But if I cut to the branding piece, so... You as CEO of this new company, I'm kind of asking about your story because I'm, I'm curious. That's that's one piece that's a little bit absent from your sites. I mean, you've got the credentials, you've got the experience. I'm curious about your story. So almost, you know, which is uniquely, as you know, kind of also uniquely American that business is tied into the personal brand of the of the C-suite. So I'm curious what your story is and why you're obsessed with AI, how that started in you? Was it, did it have anything to do with your parents? What's your origin story, as it were? Yeah, 
I, I think this is a regular story of a child who was really interested in, in computers. And this is a story which uh, probably started when I was about seven years old. And uh, when I had access to, to the first computer. And yeah, it, it was so exciting and it was so obvious that computers will change the world totally uh, that I decided it will de definitely will be a part of my life and uh, definitely I, I would like to explore more. So when you were co you were coding then at seven or you're playing some video games or what would you do at uh, seven? Yeah, at, at seven, definitely everything uh, started from uh, like exploration. And I, I just started with exploring the operation system. At that time, it was uh, Windows. I guess it was Windows 98 or 95. Yeah, it, it was really nice to... I, I tried to, to find uh, the way how it works. And uh, I explored a lot, uh, uh, like, system components, uh, tried to reverse engineer some things uh, to understand why it works in this way or that way. So you, from early on, you wanted to figure out how things work. So, I mean, a lot of the greats that I've talked to and interviewed, including in, in music and in writing and in in tech is they wanted to figure things out and that's how they developed their own approach and systems. So what did your parents do? Uh, were they also into exploring uh, how things work? So my parents are mostly related to engineering. Uh, yeah, my mother was on, on the position of managing things uh, in the energy company in Ukraine. My father also was an engineer, also related to the energy field. So basically, at young age, uh, I had a lot of knowledge about those things, uh, like electricity. It also feels like that you have a, a passion for making the world a better place. So I'm curious where that came from. Is that also from your parents? Basically, I think probably yes. Yes, I think it, it was a part of our uh, like family culture. And my grandfather, he contributed a lot uh, into the uh, development of local communities. Uh, yeah, I think this idea even more deeper in our uh, family history. We had a lot of uh, like religious guys uh, who believed that uh, we can live in a society full of uh, trust and uh, mutual benefits. So... Yeah, I think it's it's kind of uh, our family culture, and I just like this idea, yeah. So if you were to describe yourself, kind of where you come from, where you are now, and where you're going, and not your company, but just you, how would you do that? Well, actually, I'll give you a little bit of assistance here. If I were to describe you as one of your part, you know, uh, business partners, or as a, a colleague, or as someone who's met you, what What's strange and unique about you, and how would people describe you? Most of my uh, like <laughs> professional peer groups, they usually find me a little bit strange just because I have uh, some kind of, uh, let's say, uh, strange social behavior patterns. Uh, it's, it's kind of uh, probably some form of uh, autism. I don't know. But in general, I think that Usually, people tend to to see great 
some something some good qualities because I also try to find good qualities in people. I, I think this is kind of just uh, the same. Uh, they try to see uh, some some grades. So if I asked your parents at age seven or ten, how would they describe you? Do you think if they were talking to their friends? Oh yeah, my kid, he's really smart. What what would they say? <laughs> I think the same thing as every parent says about uh, uh, the child uh, that uh, his child is uh, just uh, the greatest living being uh, possible <laughs> and smartest uh, in, in his uh, age. He he has so many like interests and so many I don't know uh, passion about uh, different things. Yeah, I think. I think uh, this is uh, kind of similar to every parent. Uh, the same as I can say about my daughter <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, and if you look at your daughter, I'm sure you can see where she's different than the other kids. Like maybe some little piece, some little difference. So, if I look at you, I mean, I could already put pinpoints and differences in how you you're very humble. As a CEO, you have a different way of talking. So, I'm curious as to how you run this company with your with your colleagues as you're starting up and i assume either getting funding looking for funding bootstrapping yeah what's what's your company culture as it were and how are you building uh tappy writer mm-hmm. uh yeah so so currently we have really really small team and this is our like conscious choice uh because we actually don't have uh, any need uh, to uh, to create some massive uh, organization or something like this. We just really like what we are doing here, and uh, I think this is kind of based on our like primary interest in artificial intelligence. We all obsessed with the idea that artificial intelligence uh, will r- rapidly change the world and uh, all all the things. Uh, which are around us and based on this uh, vision we actively uh, spending our weekends uh, with uh, some coding sessions and improving the product or just experimenting a lot with different models and yeah we actually we work hard and uh, we really appreciate when someone has like the same passion about everything it can be art or it can be cinema etc but uh, i think our culture is just based on on the idea that uh, you you need to love what what you do and you need to to try be the best in what you're doing yes i love the at its core you're a small team you're bootstrapping uh it's a different take on AI than I've seen anywhere. So it's a very interesting and intriguing product. If I were to give some advice, I would say that from my angle, I think one thing that's lacking a little bit is the story. Because I think you have the the problem and the solution, which is key to a, a, a startup. I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued by your product uh, and it's well laid out. But I'm also intrigued by you and by the three of you and your individual stories. So I think there might be some exploration on that, um, particularly in the US market, kind of building up those personal brands, not 
you know, not sharing all what you're eating and what you're, <laughs> you don't have to be on TikTok, but the idea of, you know, what's the story? Where does the passion start? Because I'm already hearing it. You know, I'm, I'm hearing that it's coming from the generations before you, the passion of your parents, the encouragement they gave you, the, the first first days on the computer and, and your obsession with figuring things out. And from what I'm seeing, it's AI with a friendly face that you're building, not just the AI that's data crunching and scary and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, definitely it makes sense to think about the story because we had a lot of things to say about our story and a lot of milestones during our path as from from the beginning of the company. Actually, our company started with ecology project. We we just started a small project with Andre dedicated to like educational videos on YouTube for like ecology purposes, and we even. Uh, didn't imagine that one day we, we will work on something related to artificial intelligence. Yeah, and uh, a lot of interesting facts uh, about our milestones uh, because we had a lot of moments uh, when we li- literally didn't have any like fundings and uh, uh, we had uh, to ask our friends and family about probably someone has uh, some requests, some needs, uh, a, a development of uh, some machine learning projects, <laughs> etc. Yeah, uh, coming back to your question about uh, artificial intelligence with friendly face, I, I think it is not only about friendly face, uh, but also uh, about the uh, the nature of like like empathy behind this friendly face, because. For example, AI can easily simulate friendly face, but uh, on the background, it can uh, think about manipulations and a lot of bad things uh, because language models currently almost not explainable and it it creates a a problem with a black box. You never know how it works and why it uh, makes some decisions about uh, information uh, which which it provides. And uh, this is uh, one of our key ideas to make uh, language models more explainable. Currently, we are working on this project, which uh, which is uh, basically trying to collect all uh, the information from, from this black box <laughs> and uh, represent it in a human-friendly way so that uh, basically we have not only black box, but also we have some kind of, uh, let's say, dictionary or uh, some kind of uh, explanation about why it works in this way and what is inside this black box, why why it thinks in this way, what biases are, are inside this black box. This is not a unique project. So basically, we started this research because we, we were inspired by similar research. But I think it, it is the future of uh, AI uh, when we have not only friendly face, uh, but we have like the whole, let's say, mindset and uh, the whole worldview of uh, artificial intelligence which is uh, totally like focuses on our w- values as hum- as humans yes mm. really fascinating uh, i love the i have to wrap us up now but the idea of empathy attached to ai the idea that we don't just think about big data or you know we were talking about the earliest computers. We don't just think about the, um, what was it, the Apple II that came out and it had the smile on it. It's not just about the smile on the screen. It's about 
that there's actually empathy somewhere inside inside that. That's that's fascinating and wonderful work that you're doing. So w- where can folks uh, find out more about what you're doing uh, and maybe participate in some way? Yeah, definitely. We are really looking for early adapters and uh, early testers because this is a startup. We definitely not proposing to use this product for production usage. This is We have kind of needs in early testers and early adopters of the product. So if you are a copywriter or you are somehow related to the copywriting industry, we are happy to provide free access to you just to get your feedback and see what can be done better. Wonderful. And where can people go? Yeah, just, uh, you can just navigate to tapywriter.com and you will see our website. Uh, you can create uh, an appointment there and we will talk, talk to you personally. Tappywriter.com, T-A-P-P-Y writer.com. Thank you so much for talking to me today. We could talk for hours, I can tell. And I really appreciate that you let me dive a little bit deep here. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And uh, I also enjoyed uh, this conversation uh, and it was really interesting. This has been such a wonderful conversation today. It was surprising, it was intriguing, it was interesting. And this is just an example of the types of guests that we have on the Thought Leader podcast. And we would love you to subscribe so you get to hear the next issue. Or you can visit our our website. Our website is thoughtpartnergroup.com. And at the top, you'll see a little button that says, take the assessment. In one minute, you can take the assessment and get a response from us. We'll read everyone. All right. Take care. Have a good life. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.